want to learn about random stuff. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to Thanks, Thanks tiny, tiny Computer. Computer. That's Sheridan. And that's Taryn. How are you guys? <laughs> I hope you guys are great. Are you enjoying your Thursday evening? <laughs> Are oh, you, did you hear that? It's Thursday evening. This is the night we normally edit the podcast. <laughs> Not the night we record and edit. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't normally do this um, both back to back. But, you know, c'est, time, la vie. c'est la vie. Times are different right now. <laughs> Basi- Damn it, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> this is COVID's fault. <laughs> I, at least we have something to always fall back on. Thank God I had, had that bottle of Prosecco hidden in the back of the fridge let's go ahead and just uh enjoy a sip real fast should we, should we cheers sure <laughs> we smash our glasses it would just like in harry potter she's like oh i just have a i have a firm grip <laughs> sorry i just watch harry potter a lot i have a firm cheers i'm sorry i was still swallowing this is so the point of this all is our recording from yesterday was it yesterday? <laughs> Tuesday. Oh my god, no, it was Wednesday night. <laughs> what day of the week is that? I gotta put my trash out tonight. <laughs> Last night we recorded and we were all excited. It was a good recording. I come over tonight to edit with Taryn and lo and behold. Bamboozled. We were bamboozled. We bamboozled ourselves. Our recording sounded I lost here. the cable. Not. Devin overlooked the cable. Anyways, we won't get into that. <laughs> How's your week, Sheridan? So my week is great. We talked about um, not seeing each other for a while <laughs> because for my birthday, I, we saw each other almost every single day that week and the week after. So we were together so much. I know. And then we were like, we haven't seen each other in forever. I it's know. been three days, <laughs> three whole days. And I haven't <laughs> seen you in real life. Well, um, one thing I was really excited to tell you about is one of my best friends, Elena, she announced her podcast. It's called The Body Pod. The Body Pod. Uh, Yeah. And her and her sister uh, decided to also take the podcast plunge. And they are sharing real stories of real women and their relationship with food and their bodies. I love that. I know. It's really good, too. So I actually have listened. I listened to their trailer. And I listened to their first episode with Kristen, uh-huh. and it was great. I loved it. I like their um, setup, like the question setup. I think yeah. that's really cool. It sounds really good. It's a great podcast. It is. I'm really excited for her. And, and so it's sisters. Been, I know sisters, and like it's been fun to have a podcast friend that I can text about You're like, podcast hey, stuff. This with. is what we're doing. <laughs> oh, speaking of having a podcast friend. Um, I had a friend that I worked with at at um, Barnes and Noble when I worked there years ago, and then we worked together again at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And when we worked together at Starbucks is when I got super addicted to MFM, and I talked about it all the time. And I was telling him, when I talk out loud, I feel like I'm talking as a podcast. Uh-huh. Everything I say sounds like a <laughs> podcast. And he was he laughed. He's like, I'd really like to start a podcast. And I was like, me too. Charlie, we should start a podcast. What should our podcast be about? Charlie, I'm going to start a podcast with my sister. What should our podcast be about? Like, 
every single time I saw him because I only Should saw Should he be a guest on our show? He probably would love that. That I'll would be really him. fun. Ask him. And so then when I finally announced that we were having it on my Facebook, he liked it and I messaged him. I said, Charlie, can you believe it? I actually started a podcast. <laughs> and he was like, good. I knew you always would. So thanks, Charlie. You're the best. Charlie knows that Sheridan never shuts up. Oh, yeah. I think Charlie really enjoyed working with me because this is how I talked the entire time we worked together. Yeah. At both places. I like Charlie. I don't know him, but for some reason, you would like, love Charlie. I feel his energy and even Charlie, just hearing you talk about him. And Charlie has a brother named Henry. Aww. All of his siblings have really cool names. I can't remember all of them right now. Have you seen my friend from high school? Have you seen her new baby? I should have mouthed it. Yeah. I didn't know she was having another baby. She just had her. And she had her naturally at like a birthing center. Go. I like, I wanted to write on her post about like the birthing center about like how much I love that. And that's like something I'm super into is like midwifery and that kind of stuff. But I didn't want to be weird on her Facebook wall. Well, that's super <laughs> cool. I love the name. So cute. It's real cute. Um, And speaking of babies, let's talk about baby Scarlett. Yeah. So this past weekend, we went and visited my grandbaby. Yep, that's right. I'm a granny. And I'm a great aunt. <laughs> a great aunt, Tati. This is the best part about marrying an older guy and not having your own children. You get to just skip straight to grandmotherhood. It's really true. It's wonderful. And Scarlett could not be more perfect yeah to have a grandbaby at 31 years old just kidding (laughs) at your age is so cool because you get to enjoy her for such a long time and like she is so sweet she really is the sweetest baby she is a baby that is a 100 percent real baby doll did we say she turned one that's why we went and saw oh, her. Oh, we should probably explain that. We we're just so <laughs> infatuated with her. She truly is. She's such a little angel. So we did. We went to <laughs> Dallas to see her for her first birthday. Had the cutest little some bunnies one birthday party Aww. for her. And she wore little bunny ears for one hot minute. But it was the cutest minute of your life. Oh, my gosh. She is the sweetest baby. <laughs> Do you think we've gushed long enough? Maybe. But can I just say one last thing? I wanted to kiss her little face off. I know. I, I did kiss her face privately. <laughs> You're like, oh, we're going in the bathroom together real quick. She wants to look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> she just has those cheeks that like she's just the perfect little chunky one year old. Oh, and give me she's that chunk. so cuddly and oof. You just want to gobble her up. Okay. I mean, we did gush enough. She we love Scarlet. <laughs> we love you, Scarlet. Oh, she's so sweet. <sighs> Speaking of being a ya- young grandma. <laughs> a yam? A young grandma. <laughs> I'm a grandmother. I'm 16 and I'm a grandmother. <laughs> Wait, did I do that on the last recording? Maybe. You do it on every recording. I love that girl. Freaking bats. <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. I want to. Where is she now? She's like eight now. (laughs) We need to put her on Instagram. We need to have her as a guest. (laughs) So uh, one of the things I had to do for psychology this week, I had to like, I had to take a life expectancy calculator test. Oh, yes. And it estimated that I'll live till I'm 88 years old. It's pretty good. I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, that's 53 more years to live. Yeah. Once you get to 88, you're like, please, someone push me off of a cliff. I don't know. You and I will be living our best lives. It's true. We'll be in that swimming pool out there. I know. Just all wrinkled bags of leather and just naked. Drinking margaritas. Oh, 
and drinking margaritas i meant we just have little pasties on <laughs> it's just so white <laughs> where our nipples should be <laughs> anyways our skin is so tan you can't see our areolas exactly they're like she does have on a full body suit right now wear your spf guys. our our grandmothers lived till they were 82 and 84 something like that well i was sending you those informations but we can't remember still (laughs) i was like doing math oh bonked i was doing math on my phone so fast trying to answer your questions and then i was like okay and then this da 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 and anyway so 82 grandma frida was 82 yeah and grandma nita was 84 i think or 86 84 84 So, 88's pretty accurate. Yeah, and I mean, as the years go on, the longer you live, and the more education and more money you have, the longer you live. That's a really good point. Also, if you can stay healthy and keep yourself as diseased-free as possible. Yeah, I gotta start moving my body a little bit more. Thank God I got that pool to float in. Thank God we have this (laughs) glass of Prosecco. (laughs) I also had to take another test in psychology, uh, it's called the Kiersey temperament test. And a lot of businesses use this to like see what your personality is like. And when I was taking it for my psychology class, I was like, this is really weird. I swear I have taken this test before. Right. And so I went into my work email because I had taken it for a job. And sure enough, almost it was two days off. That's how close to exactly a year it was that I had taken it before. I love stuff like that. So do you think my uh, results were different? Um, maybe. (laughs) So You are a Gemini. It's true. They changed. (laughs) So I was a guardian the first Mm -hmm. round, which is like most of the population. Yeah. And then, or the population that have taken this test. And then (laughs) this time I was an idealist. So. Oh, does this have come with numbers before them? No. Oh, okay. I'm a, you're talking, or I think you're thinking. Oh, I'm thinking of Enneagram. Enneagram, yeah. I'm a three. I'm a two. It's not related? No. Oh, okay. They're two separate personality tests. I would like to take this test. I'll send you a link. It's free. And, um, of course, you can pay to get, like, the full. No. You don't need I'm it. I'm not paying anything. I yeah. Just, I already know who I am. It, you really don't need to. I'm so. an Enneagram 2, Cancer, Hufflepuff. I've taken every <laughs> test, okay? I know. I thought I was a Hufflepuff. No, you're a Ravenclaw. Oh, no, you are a Hufflepuff. You're Ma- Ra- Mom, Mom and Miller a- are Ravenclaws. And we're both Hufflepuffs. Yeah. yeah. Sisters. <laughs> that That's the phrase we use every single time we record. We both go, sisters. <laughs> and for some reason, we do with a list. You're my sister. Hey, girl, you're my sister. <laughs> well... It makes sense that Mom and Miller are both Ravenclaws because they're both Aquariuses. Yeah. And then the fact that we're sisters. Plus, we like we look like Hufflepuffs. <laughs> I do look like a Hufflepuffs. <laughs> I'm adorable. It sounds like Jigglypuff from like Pokemon. I, no, I totally imagine Jigglypuff. And do you remember when we would play that Yoshi game? Mm-hmm. And you could. <laughs> I really don't. I was going to say more, but I can't really remember. All I remember was like, Yoshi made that weird like noise all the time. He kind of growled. And then Jigglypuff was like, like the super high pitched karate noise. Anyways. He was a level five Taekwondo (laughs) expert. Level five. Do you mean like a black belt? (laughs) 
or black belt. I don't know much about anything. I, I just thought know. karate was the black belt thing. No, it's taekwondo. But I mean, maybe it's karate too. But so maybe he was a level ten karate expert. Maybe he was a jujitsu ju- master who had his own cult. <laughs> oh, and karate taught Pokemon. What's the little yellow guy's name? Pikachu. Maybe he he karate chopped Pikachu in the heart and killed him. Yeah, and then Charizard blew flames all over them. I I only know a few of the Pokemon. That's characters. all I got. That's enough of that. Let's stop. Wait, did you and Miller ever play? We've never played ever in our lives. I try not to play with my child. <laughs> <laughs> the Pokemon app game that no, was like Taryn, really on fire for a minute. I can only be addicted to a few things at a time, and I think at that yeah. time it was Sudo- Sudoku. So I understand. Uh, so what else has been going on this week? Well, back to our trip to Dallas, we went to um, Ikea. <gasps> I'm sorry, guys. I just want to talk about Ikea only. Please. Okay, Ikea. I I was trying to figure out how I could go home with you all. Yeah. Oh, is that why you texted yeah. me? You're like, what time are you leaving? Because I was like, maybe I kind of want to go to Ikea. And it honestly, it worked out just I'm fine. sorry. Say the sentence again. Just, I want to go to Ikea. There's no maybe. Well, COVID oh, did right. make me nervous. But I was... Me too. Texas makes everybody wear masks. So I was so impressed. So in line for Ikea, you have to wait outside in line. And that's hot. And I will complain about that. But every single person had on a mask. Everybody stayed six feet apart. It was great. Once inside, though, I don't think they had a great system. But also, it's a huge store. People spend, like, all day there. So they can't really, like... They treat it like a mall. They can't, like, regulate how many are coming out and going in. But they did fine to this space this out. But then people in there just... I'm like, I know you have on a mask, but stay away from me. I know. They're so I so was annoying. getting a little anxious. I'd be like, get back over here, Miller. And mom, mom was like, calm down. <laughs> so anyways, Miller found a room, like a mm. little bottle room that she just has to have. She asked for it for her birthday. So I've been staying up till the wee hours of the night planning out this room to make sure everything will fit. I think I finally got it down. So I'm trying to remember how old Ren was when we upgraded their room to a, a big kid room from a little kid room. Probably about the same age, right? Um, it was when we were on Louisville. So I want to say it was middle school. Yeah, this, I mean, she'll be nine. Yeah. I told her it could be, could be for her birthday. And it is. It's a grown-up room. This yeah. I mean. Last her for a while. We told Ren, we were like, this is the room that you're taking to college. Because it's not cheap. Oh, my It's God. super expensive. I love Ikea because you put everything, like, on your little favorites list. And then it still tells you how much everything is all together. Like a shopping cart. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's the same thing. But it's so nice. All the furniture is so cute. Anyways, they do. A, whoever models all their rooms for their Instagram is just. They're really good at it. I don't want that job because I don't have any taste. But well, they're probably, like, graduated interior designers sure maybe just kidding you're right <laughs> it's me i didn't want to tell you oh but my god what no it does, I, it's a job you could have definitely my friend have. aaron taught me everything i know like about floor plans like it's it's pretty hard actually especially when you live in a small space that yeah. has to the untrained eye very little to do mm-hmm 
within the space. I don't know. Anyways. It's like hard to imagine different ways to arrange. Yeah, because like the Louisville house is when she first helped me. It's like one wall had the fireplace, uh-huh. one wall was the dining room, one wall was the front door. Yeah, that was it. It's like that's okay. how I feel about my living room at home. She could do so much with that room, and I just can't. But I am working. I think on you've it. done great. Thank you. I'm working on it again. This is my the living room is going to be my first redo right now. I have a few pieces I want to switch around and everything so anyways oh remind me to show you a picture of something when we're done (laughs) you guys don't get to know because i don't even get to know yet um so i've been on instagram shocker yeah and there's this chick i started following her name is on her handles what's on vi's face oh okay vi um she i think she's an esthetician but She's for sure a skincare junkie. Or maybe she was an esthetician in her previous life. Yeah, she lives in New York, so maybe pre-COVID life. Um, She only promotes products that work Uh and that are, like, high-end ingredients. And she uses them on herself, right? Oh, yeah. So she's like, this legitimately works. Yeah, and she, she won't use anything. Like, she is very clear, like... I won't use it if it's expensive or the only reason I use it is because they've given it to me for free and I think it's actually a really good product. Oh. So she's really transparent, but she's also hilarious. I like that. Yeah. She's like, uh, five ways to reverse your skin issues and one's wear SPF even when you don't leave the house because of your crippling depression. <laughs> oh man. I know. She went there. She went there. <laughs> I like that, though. That's great. Yeah, she's funny. I recommend her to everyone, and I recommend wearing SPF. Again, twice. I want to just say, I don't think I've had a sunburn at all this summer. I had a little one, and it was at the very beginning of summer, and it was an old bottle sunscreen. Oh, no. I know. Because I reapplied. I know, you do. Anything else going on? I don't know. I want to play water volleyball. Can we hear this? Hurry this up? <laughs> I was hoping to have a little time to squeeze that in. Um, Did I say volleyball again? I think you said volleyball. Every time I say it, I feel like I say volleyball. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> also, when you say there's something on Vi's face. Uh-huh. What's on Vi's face? Oh, sorry. What's on Vi's face? It makes me think that she has like a mole or something, right? <laughs> And I think I need to start my own Instagram what's on Cher's face yeah. and then make like little, I have a, for everybody who's listening who doesn't know me on a personal level, I have a large mole that I call a birthmark or a butterfly kiss. Angel kiss. Angel she kiss. Doesn't, she doesn't know me on a personal level. <laughs> and anyways, it's adorable. I love it. And again, nobody ever sees it or notices it. I'm great at hiding it in pictures, but, um. We should put, like, googly eyes on it and stuff and take pictures. I I really think what we should do is cut out little faces of, like, real-life animals. Yeah. And put, like, double-sided stick tape. Okay. And stick it on there. Or buy stickers. Yeah, that might work. We had to buy a lot of products for this. (laughs) But are you meaning, like, make it hard? Oh, it's like, this is the shape of its body and it's a cow? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Or the face of a cow. (laughs) That's adorable. Or we can make it like a nose. It also, 
I'm just getting real personal. It also grows hair. We could so Velcro it on. We could Velcro it on. I could also grow the hair out. We could braid it. <laughs> we could put a little biker guy on oh my there. God, what if I and get that it, could be his goatee. If I get it long enough, do you think someone could do like legit like, or like French braid it? Oh my God. If you French braided it, I would have like an instant face No, lift. it would be like those people who cook tiny oh, foods. Oh my God. I almost, <laughs> I almost sucked for a second up into my nose, like through my throat, into my nose. But I was so swift, I spit it back out. Oh my God, Taryn. For the listeners, because I don't know if you understood what I was saying, you know those people that make tiny food for hamsters? They know. Everybody knows. It's not for hamsters. People just do it for themselves. And then they put it in the garbage because they're garbage people. Why would they do this? And I don't mean garbage people like they pick up trash. I mean, they're wasting their time <laughs> they're making millions are they oh know. my god if they are making more money than i do as a teacher i am quitting my job they definitely probably are oh my god they cook with tea light candles i'm <laughs> appalled i did you watch one where they made the tiny cheeseburger and i was like god that looks so good and it's like one centimeter long how do they make this cheeseburger look so appetizing <laughs> they cooked it on the stove with a tea light candle <laughs> i need to get out of here <laughs> do you have anything else to tell me i do stop talking about this <laughs> i'm fuming I mean, my face got hot um <laughs> or i've had too much prosecco who knows four sips well one more thing and it's important thank god we just watched the first season and possibly the only season of Welcome to Plathville. Oh my God, that is the only season. Please be the only season. Okay, so these are some freaky religious people who live in southern Georgia okay. and have like 13 kids. I did watch the one episode with you, but you've you all watched the entire season? It's like six episodes. Don't six roll 20 your eyes minute at me. episodes. Six 20 minute episodes. It it's so it's child abuse. It's, I'm I'm gonna say it. They won't they don't want her to go to college. Yeah, that's weird. Like they they're like, well financially I don't think it's a good decision. But then the mom in the interview, she's like, Well, I just did some choice things in college. So oh, like, so it's did not you, about Karen. It's not about you? finances then. No. That's basically my week. <laughs> School and this. Oh, I was. I do want to tell you about this um, amoeba, this brain-eating amoeba. No, Taryn, no. I'm going to send you my uh, my paper that I had to write for it. It's really funny. How long is the paper? Less than a thousand words. Good. Well, it's like one thousand sixty-eight words. You know, I can't read more than a thousand sixty-eight words. <laughs> But I had to, for extra credit, we could select two videos to watch. So you didn't. <laughs> Sorry. I don't get it. For extra credit. It's like, oh, it's not required, so I'm just not going to do it. No, I need every point okay okay i'm sorry i'm not that kind of student (laughs) sheridan so i just did some choice things in college (laughs) i selected two videos one was about this amoeba that eats your brain no so i'm texting sheridan freaking out watching this video but then i wrote this whole comical summary about the video i'll send it to you okay it's funny yeah i'm so proud of you thanks 
Not that you're not funny. That sounded wrong. Devin, I just mean that you sent it to your professor and it's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's extra credit. So, so you're like, ha ha. I even said two bad words in it. <gasps> Taryn. I know. I'm like, I'm a real adult. You're like me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> a real adult. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thanks. And the amoeba is terrifying. I was, when you were sending me the text, I was like, okay, stop freaking me out. She's not even going to be in Lake Water anymore this summer. And you're like, what lakes has she been in? And I was like, oh, Jesus. And then I was like, wait. No, if she had it, she'd be dead already. Oh, my God. <laughs> you die within the week. Oh, God. I can't. I'm but only 139 people since 1962 have had this amoeba. Like, literally 80 years. Okay. Oh, maybe I should stop talking and tell this as my story next week. Oh, we do that all the time. We're like, this is actually really interesting. Yep. Okay. So, well, you, you want to go first? It's your turn. I mean, you have to go first. It's not. <laughs> I'm ready to do. Do this. you want to start now? Because I'm ready to get to. going. Let's do it. Okay. So we have been watching what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Oh, is that the way the song? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's an FX uh, mocu series. Let me guess. You watch it on Hulu. Yeah. God dang. And it's about vampire. Wait, I'm sorry. I got an email from Disney Plus, and it was like, do you want to upgrade so you get Hulu and ESPN? But wang wang, I don't need that. So should I just upgrade and get my own Hulu? Yeah. How much more is it? I think it's like six six dollars. Can you afford that? <sighs> no. <laughs> like, listen, I'm really breaking the bank even having a Disney Plus account. You fancy. I know. When I got it, I was like... I can totally spend an extra $10 a month. And I was like, mm, maybe I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> bye bye, Jimmy Jones. Wait, no, I think it's, I pay $7 and then it's like $13. I think it's like ridiculously cheap. Okay, I'll get my own Hulu. Sorry. Okay, it's about <laughs> vampires. See, listen, I can talk about whatever in the middle of someone's conversation, interrupt them, but I always know what they were talking about. Listen, it's one of your superpowers. Okay. So... The theme song to What We Do in the Shadows is amazing. It's the song that is like this great folksy. Sing it for us. I, I can't okay. because that would be copyright infringement. Oh, I, I sing so much. <laughs> I feel like. I might just be saying that to avoid singing again this uh, episode. So I Shazammed it and it's called You're Dead by Norma Cecilia Tanega. Mm-hmm. And... I just really liked it. But that was kind of that. So when we were on our way down to Dallas this weekend, Ren was talking about it, like totally out of the blue, just a conversation topic. And then and, your spidey sisters went ping. Yeah. And everything Ren was telling me about uh, Tanega and her, her musical career and everything, I was like, that's really interesting. I'm going to do my story on her with your permission. Stop talking. Yeah. I want to do all the research. Stop telling me things. So, with Ren's blessing, I uh, got permission to do a little digging on it. Awesome. So, Norma was an American folk musician, painter, and experimental musician. I like it. Yep. She had a hit in the 60s called Walking My Cat Named Dog. Oh, that is the best. <laughs> and wrote, Really, it is. And wrote music for so many different artists at the time. Later in life, she mostly worked as a percussionist in some other bands. So she grew up in Long Beach with her Panamanian mother. Panamanian? Panamanian mother. And Tasmanian? Tasmanian devil mom. 
sorry. Was that bad? Are you done? <laughs> it sounds like a child is singing. It's it's Henry crying. Oh, oh I missed you. <laughs> He's singing the song of his people. Okay, I'm sorry. A Panamanian mom, Anna. Filipino father. Thank you. Her father was the bandmaster for 30 years in the United States Navy. So music was in her blood. And in she started <laughs> she started playing music herself around nine years old. She started taking classical piano lessons. She started having art shows around the age of 16 and went to college on scholarship for her achievements. Go, Norma. I know. Norma? Norma Tanega. Oh, okay. Good. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. So post-college, she moved oh, to New... Oh, can I interrupt? Yeah. Miller had just asked me, what is a scholarship? Oh. And I was like... Where, how'd she even know to ask that? I don't remember. Oh, oh, Hamilton. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get a scholarship to King's College. Oh, thank you. I had a rap. Oh, copyright. I'm sorry, Lynn. I'm sorry, Lynn. I'm sorry. I'm like, don't come for us. I mean, come for us, but don't come for us. Um, and she was like, why Why would he say that? What is that? And I was like, oh, a scholarship, you know, when you're really smart or really talented or creative, you can get a scholarship based off, like, your different skills and get money to go to a college. They'll give you money. So get ready because you're gonna apply for a bunch of scholarships yeah but she also can for native american scholarships so oh that's good that's good to know yeah that with that native american card she can okay i'm sorry i just does she have her card really like to interrupt your stories um she does not (laughs) physically have hers yet it takes a while to get them apparently Mm. well anyways yes i'm sorry so um Post-college, she moved to New York City and got into the folk music scene and became a political activist opposing the Vietnam War. Oh, nice. I know. I mean, I feel like every musician of that time did oppose it. At least all the ones you hear about. (laughs) Right. I don't think we're going to hear about the ones who didn't. I mean, we might. Like, people are like, no, this guy sucked because he was like, yay, Vietnam. But I don't think anybody was super for it. That's true. Except for, you know. Uh, so while she was in New York, she spent her summers working as a camp counselor, and she would perform her songs for the kids and the people at the camp. In doing this, one summer, a record producer from Brooklyn was there and heard her and was like, you're amazing. I want to sign you. Get in my car. Norma, don't get in his car. <laughs> don't. <laughs> he ended up signing her, and her first single was Walking My Cat Named Dog. I love that so much. I know. It hit number 22 on the Billboard Hot List. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Um, If you're not first, you're last. It was her only hit ever. Well, listen, can we just talk for a second about we had a cat named Puppy. Aw. She was so cute. So I'm a big fan of my cat named Dog. Yeah. No, I think it's really cute. The reason she wrote this song was because she was living in an apartment that wouldn't allow dogs. Oh. She really wanted a dog and she couldn't have one. So she got a cat and named a dog. She's like, I got a dog now. Which I just think is like the cutest way to flip off your landlord. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't have a dog. And you dog. know, the landlord was like one of those landlords that was constantly like spying on you and like being nosy. And you probably <laughs> heard her saying the word dog and yeah. was like, there's a dog in there. Definitely. I don't know. That's what I imagine. I imagine it too. I just imagine a lot of slamming screen doors like, come here, get your dog out. Uh, Oh, also though, 
can we talk about sometimes it's not as a landlord who's opposed to having dogs in a house you would not you probably wouldn't have cats either yeah okay sorry i know i'll do a story about it next week so when Tanega went on tour to promote her album, she was in a stop in London and she met the British pop star Dusty Springfield. Dusty, Ro- oh sorry, she had hits such as "Wishing and Hoping" oh, oh, yes. and da da na da da, and then she had "I Just Don't Know What to Do with Myself." Sing that one. I only know the White Stripes version, oh. and I don't even know if it's actually a White Stripes cover, but I just assume it is because they say, Cause it's I just stars. don't know what to do with myself. Don't, don't. You sounded just like Jack White. You know. You're like Jesus and Fergie combined. And you know what that's from? Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and she also... Uh, had a super smash hit called Son of a Preacher Man. <gasps> yes, I do know that one. Yeah. So after Tanega returned to the U.S., Dusty pursued her. And eventually, Tanega moved to London and lived with Dusty for five years. Oh, she pursued her, huh? Mm-hmm. She was like, hey, bye, bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I thought this might be a thing that got reported on a lot because to me, you know, being an openly gay couple in the 60s didn't seem like it would be socially acceptable yet but there wasn't a lot of information which is probably good i'm sure they still dealt with a lot of bs but yeah there wasn't like headlines you know so these are not super high profile celebrities well sounds like dusty is dusty was yeah um but anyways i'm sure they did have a lot of people against them but also if the war is going on there's kind of bigger fish to fry them than them that's true so fast forward to the 80s tanega was in a band called ceramic ensemble so ceramic ensemble (laughs) how you pronounce it and i have to be completely honest this is why i decided to do my story on her this one band name this one band name and just knowing what little bit run told me i was like okay that's crazy (laughs) so the band was created by a man named brian ransom and the members only played ceramic instruments that he created from clay himself this is wild these were the obvious instruments whistles and flutes (laughs) flutes i'm sorry obvious (laughs) instruments being whistles and flutes just sounds funny well, I mean, when you think of ceramic, oh, you mean of ceramic yeah. So, yeah. If I were to think of a ceramic instrument, I would immediately think of Drums. a recorder. <laughs> Smash! <laughs> Sorry, I've been dying to show you my ceramic drum kit. Oh, can you come over and play my ceramic drum kit? Please don't break it. It worked really hard on it. I also think about those jugs where people blow into them. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Exactly. I see now why you would assume whistles and flutes. Okay, (laughs) got it. But he also made versions of saxophones and other large horned instruments. My God, did he do a uh, French horn? An oboe? Yes. Uh, No, I don't know. (laughs) I was like, yes, I got one right. The other one that was listed was so 
random and I never heard of it so I was not even going to try to pronounce it. Oh, just because you never Oh, you can't pronounce it. Okay. <laughs> so, he also had these instruments synthesized and would amplify them through other electronic processing to create world fusion, pop, and jazz-infused music. Nice. I know. So they would perform, and then there would be an exhibit afterwards of the instruments. I so love you it. can see, the, and they really are pieces of art. Are they, like, bright, colorful? No. Oh. They look like, they look like ceramic jugs. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've never seen them. <laughs> No, they're teal and I would if I made it, I would like throw some Jackson Pollock inspired paint all over them. Well, we'll put some pictures on Instagram and call we'll it. We'll make a day. our own ceramic <laughs> instruments. It will make you feel better. So back to Tanega. After fifty years from the release of her debut album, which had "We're You're Dead" on it, "You're Dead." It was chosen to be the opening song to "What We Do in the Shadows." I love it. I know. So. It has really brought her in the forefront, and I guarantee there's a lot of wokesters out there who are listening to it, and they're like, hey, listen how cool I am. Wokesters. Yeah. Is that what they're called now? That's what I'm calling them. Oh, my God. You made a new term. I like it. Yep. (laughs) Goodbye, hipsters. You are done. You guys, if you want to be cool, you're a wokester. Yep. Good. So, uh, sadly, December 29th, 2019, Norma Tanega passed away at 80 years old from colon cancer in her home in California. Oh, Norma. I know. And I just really liked this quote, so I thought I would share it. I just want to sing for people. You might say it's mass love. Oh, yes, Norma. (laughs) Mass love. I just liked that. I thought it was sweet. It was very sweet. Uh, so that's the interesting story of Norma Tanega. I got a lot of my information from Wikipedia, the New York Times, and the LA Times. Very good. Thanks. Nice job. Thank you. Super cool. I, I need to watch a show so I can hear the song. Uh, yeah, I'll play it for you when we're done. Will you? Yeah, don't okay. let me forget. I might let you forget. Well, we'll be editing this, so it'll be <laughs> out tomorrow morning. and You will have no choice. <laughs> got it. All right, you ready for mine? I'm ready. Okay. (sighs) I'm not ready. Don't (laughs) screw up. You'll do great, I'm sure. Maybe. What? (laughs) I was pretending to be you. People know. They can tell through the screens. I mean, through their phones. I don't know anybody who stares at a screen while they're listening to a podcast, but maybe. I, I do at bedtime. I play my game. Oh, I, I meant like the podcast screen. Sorry. You just watch the name going over and over and over. I have done that a few times because I'll be like watching it to see what the name of the episode is. And then it'll pass when I looked away for one second. I'm like, oh, I have to watch for it to scroll all the way back again. <laughs> <sighs> okay, stop. All right. So I'm sure you and everybody listening have all seen the hashtag floating around. Hashtag free Britney. Oh, about yes. Britney Lynn Spears. <laughs> I don't know if that's her real name. <laughs> yes, you do. It is. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I think. Well, like, so the little sister has both the dad and the mom's name. No, it's Britney Jean Spears. I looked that up. Something wrong? No. Go on. You're freaking me out. <laughs> okay, so Britney Spears. Do I need to say anything else? Just kidding. She Who's was that. This, 
let me go into <laughs> no she is just this huge massive presence in the 2000s so if you don't know who she is you're lying <laughs> you, everybody knows who she is everyone knows who britney spears so is. i'm going to talk to you today about the free britney movement and i'm not really going to get too much into her backstory because again everybody really knows tons about her already baby one more time everything but I did want to say about her is that she was a child star mm-hmm. early, early on. Um, and I really just feel that a lot of child stars typically come from really dysfunctional families or back story. Their backstories typically are pretty rocky. So, yeah. And I, I one thing before you get too far, some things people might not know about Brittany as a child star was if you go and watch her on those shows the talent the talent show what was that called something talent anyways something she actually could sing she had like a powerful voice for a little girl and they just did not foresee that working out for her and they turned her into that little baby voice singing yep exactly they're like they just started controlling her so early on even like with her breast implants and stuff like that, like, oh, we know what's going to make money. We need to turn you into this like sex symbol and mm-hmm. yada yada. So, um, but again, so just because she had this kind of dysfunctional upbringing isn't really an excuse because we all come from dysfunctional families. Like nobody really has this perfect life. However, it kind of exacerbates, <laughs> exacerbates. That's a horrible word to use. I'm exacerbates. sorry. Cut. <laughs> It it makes things worse. Yeah, is the meaning of the word I'm thinking of. <laughs> it makes things worse when you are in the public's eye mm-hmm. and you already have this dysfunction happening. This crazy. Well, and to be a child, a young. I mean, listen. Everybody feels pressure, but women in their teens and early twenties feel so much pressure to be a certain way, look a certain way. I cannot imagine being under the scrutiny of the public eye. 24 7 yeah for your entire life for the rest of your life yeah like never have has she seen or experienced a normalcy in her life so so anyways i don't really need to say much more about her um we were fans taryn was a big fan yeah i was a i was a slave for you fan that was like my fave slave for you was my favorite um after that album i didn't i mean i liked her stuff but i also was growing out of it i mean it's teeny bopper music i was like uh it was freshman and sophomore i was like 14 and 15 when i really got into britney and that's like prime age yeah and that was like who she was targeting so danae and i even went and saw her perform in dallas did you really mm-hmm. it was and you did get get it oh another oh. fun fact oh do you remember when she performed a sl- i'm a slave for you on vmas uh-huh, with a snake yeah, and like her nipples were about to fall out. Yes. I remember being totally scandalized by how skimpy her outfit was. Yes. And I was like, this is going to be all over the news tomorrow. Do you know what happened the next day? Nobody cared. 9-11. Oh my gosh, you really, that's a memory you have? Yeah. That's insane. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's You're- how it is in my memory. <laughs> in my research, I don't know. And you know what happened <laughs> three years later? <laughs> Nobody remembered about her nipples hanging out. There was something much more traumatic going on. She was like, honestly, I want to look. This she up was so smoking bad. hot. Oh my god, she is so gorgeous in that. Like, I love, I love her look, her greasy hair look. Is uh, it, but 
she has also been writing that greasy hair look for a little too long now. So, okay. <laughs> Enough about her greasy hair. Stop. All right. Let's jump into the actual meat and potatoes of this story. Okay. All right. So, Britney Spears, who is 38 years old, she has been under a conservatorship since 2008 after suf- suffering from several mental breakdowns. Mm-hmm. This arrangement has always been controversial among her fans who believe it is being used to manipulate and control her. She is worth at least $59 million. Wow. And that's according to some court documents that were filed in 2018. Just so you know, I really did some research. I didn't make that number up. (laughs) And I like $59 million. Like that's a big number to be worth. She's 38 years old. That's just insane amount of money. It's crazy. Okay. So what exactly is a conservatorship? Because honestly, I have never really known this to be a thing. Um, And all my years of law school, it never really came up. So, um, thanks for listening to that funny joke I just (laughs) said. Um, So, a conservatorship is a legal guardianship where representatives can be appointed when a court agrees that an individual can't make their own decisions. So, I had known the term power of attorney because mom had to get that over our grandma. Um, But I had never heard of conservatorship. But I'm guessing that's for... Um, like famous people or people who have mass amounts of money and everything I had have heard. And again, I've done no research. I just watched the uh, conspiracy videos on Instagram. There you go. Uh, it's for people who are like completely like mentally gone. Oh, okay. Well, but, then, yeah. I mean, there's also, I mean, there's so many different legal again, statuses. We didn't go to law school. Yeah. So. Well, so, speak for yourself. <laughs> speak for yourself. Um, in this case, Spears' financial assets, her estate, and her career negotiations are being managed between her father, Jamie Spears, and an attorney. Even her visitors are being restricted. So she doesn't just even get to have whoever she wants over. Basically, her dad calls all the shots. Mm-hmm. This is particularly worrisome just because of her and her father's... Um, Past, they had a very strained relationship forever. And so I think that's another reason fans are kind of jumping on, like, why is her dad controlling this when they don't even have that close of a relationship? Yeah. And what's weird is, like, I haven't heard anything about the mom, and I thought her and her mom were close. Yeah. I'm curious about what all that means, because there are people talking about the mom will like things the fans are posting about her being trapped and stuff. Um, And also, there was an article I read about the mom trying to get co-conservatorship with the dad Mm -hmm. um but i don't know if that's happened because i'm sure the dad's like heck no but so earlier this year the arrangement was extended until at least august 22nd so it's coming up really soon in about a month oh that's why we're hearing so much about it so with that date coming up so soon the fans are really jumping on this hashtag free britney movement and this hashtag has been really popular with her fans because she's been keeping everybody updated through her um, Instagram and TikTok during quarantine with videos and just her diehard fans are really watching them and they really are thinking that these are containing a secret message, yeah. asking for their help. One fan even noticed that one of her Instagram posts had the caption, she wore flowers in her hair and carried magic secrets in her eyes. And this was by an author named Erin Hottie Roy. And they looked up this author and this quote and found out that it came from a story about a woman who was trying to escape from her ill-tempered father. So, of course, with information like that, they're like, 
we've made a connection. Yeah. We know she's trying to tell us. Have you seen the yellow shirt theory? I haven't seen that. So they had posted, a fan had posted, wear a yellow shirt in your next video if you need help. Oh, and then the next post was her in a yellow shirt. And it even in the caption, she put and I'm in my yellow shirt. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Brittany. It is. It's hard not to read into stuff like that. I mean, thousands of people are commenting on these photos. Yeah, exactly. It's a little it's a little far fetched, but it's still the coincidence is creepy. And also, if she's just trapped inside, she may have time to read a lot of these comments. That one may have popped up. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know what yeah. she, she, poor thing. I don't Others, know what have doing. you been watching any of her videos on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's... They're very disturbing. They're very disturbing, but lots of videos of her dancing, which, again, it's not weird that she's dancing, but how she's dancing, and I don't know, it's just... I will, I'll defend her there. She is dancing really good, and... <laughs> go, Brittany. Go, Brittany. <laughs> that one where she was freestyling, maybe she's not the best at popping it and locking it. I am. <laughs> but she's, she was just being silly. I, I'm not saying that she shouldn't do funny dance videos, but... I don't think she was trying to be funny. I just don't uh, think she is as good at that style of dancing as okay. she is at her other style. I'll agree with you there. But I I, I don't know. It's it's that on top of the other no, stuff. No, I know. mean, when she just looks vacant, her eyes are like black holes into her yeah, brain. So some other videos are like a video of her walking in and out of the frame of the camera. And mm-hmm. she like stops and kind of like poses. But it's like she's never even like really looking at the camera or when she is, she looks really confused like, oh, the camera's here. So either she's playing that up or I don't know. But I just feel too like I know for years now, basically, since she had the, uh, you know, the big meltdown, uh, her she just always looks disheveled. Always. She never looks like like even when she's getting ready for something, she still looks jacked up. Yes. It's just weird. It's so weird because she was just so fixed up all the time. And now it's just mess all the time. Yeah. But so more than 134,000 fans have now signed a petition asking for her to have the right to hire her own lawyer to help her get out of this agreement. Wow. And at this point, I'm just really concerned about her mental health. I'm I'm worried that even if she does get this attorney that she'll have just been too far gone kind of like Stockholm syndrome Mm -hmm. she's been led to believe that her dad is making these choices that are best for her and she'll just kind of keep believing him that's what I worry that her mental health will allow her to or will not allow her to see past that so I just wonder if there's like a different level of supervision she can be under I mean I get I hear what you're saying and I actually don't think you're wrong um because it can be really, I mean, it could be scary if she goes completely rogue at this point. Yeah. But it's also, uh, I just think about like if mom, if I was having mental breakdowns and mom took over for me, she would not have me signing on for like a four year sit in Vegas six months later. Exactly. Like she wouldn't be having me in the recording studio and getting ready for tours. Like, yeah, it's like her dad wants her to just keep making money. You're my money machine. Yeah. And I think Brittany is a performer and I think it is something she cares about. And it's probably something she she still thinks about even when she's all jacked up. So it's just like, 
keep doing music, keep writing, keep recording. Right. And I wonder but, if her mom becoming a conservator could um, help in that. Like, she's making better career choices for her that yeah. aren't so stressful and straining and it would allow her to work on her mental health and get better. Yeah. So, uh, so we, again, we know that she has suffered a lot of mental breakdowns um, starting in the late 2000s. She was spotted driving her SUV with her son on her lap without him in a car seat. Of course, there's the famous one where she shaved off all of her hair and was seen hitting a photographer's car with an umbrella. And that was so sad, honestly. So sad. The video of it is just too much. But um, and then also she started talking in a British British accent. Um, in two thousand, um, sorry, in January of two thousand eight, Brittany refused to relinquish custody of her sons to Kevin Federline's representatives. She was then hospitalized at Cedar Sinai Medical Center after police noted that she appeared to be under the influence of an unidentified substance. Um, the following day, Spears' visitation rights were suspended at an emergency court hearing, and Federline was given sole physical and legal custody of the children. And after that happened, she was committed to the psychiatric ward of the Ronald Reagan Medical Center and put, I'm sorry, the Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center and put on a 5150 involuntary psychiatric hold. I just think, like, when you're already mentally unstable, and then to come in and take your kids away. Exactly. Like, I just think, like, if someone did that to you, and you're completely mentally sound, yeah, you would be in yeah. a complete psychopath. I am a complete psychopath. But yes, I know what you mean. So, I read a story about, whoops, sorry, that she had given a a close friend a letter about her conservatorship and all that's really going on. But apparently it's been burned, but the friend that she gave it to made a copy. So who knows if this is real or not. But basically she was saying in the letter that a friend was telling her, no, stay in the bathroom. The police are about to leave. And so she's like frantic trying to, trying to not freak out in front of the police, but also her friends kind of like pumping up this, crazy Britney thing like making it seem way worse and then of course the police are going to think oh yeah she's crazy she's on something she won't come out of the bathroom but her friends they're going no stay in the bathroom stay in the bathroom so anyways who knows what's right or who what's real anyways um but yeah she's just mentally unstable and then her kids are taken away so yeah she's gonna go freaking crazy it's hard to know how to feel about it it's very conf- I'm yeah. super conflicted about it well but- we've seen mental health gone untreated and what that can do to someone definitely so it is it's like she obviously needs help but is this level of control necessary exactly and And are they doing it in a healthy manner exactly anyone can tell you you don't have to be a psychiatrist to say that like no this is not right this isn't healthy go on sorry no i'm just like exactly right sure she needs someone helping her but who is helping her is not the right person yeah because they're not actually getting her better they're making it worse so she's almost a 40 year old woman she should be in control of her own life her own money her career but she isn't capable of that so anyways she just it seems that she keeps making these bad choices but i really don't think it's her someone just needs to be there that wants to help her and not hurt her Mm -hmm. it's argued that the conservatorship isn't a bad thing that it's just being um there to help her with her finances and business deals that she wouldn't be able to land without this in place. 
until 2019, she dropped an album every two to three years. And she also had a four-year Las Vegas residency, like you were talking about. Her final performance in Las Vegas grossed $1.1 million, which was the highest ever reported for a single Las Vegas residency show. Wow. So during this time, she also launched clothing and perfume lines, landed a luxury fashion campaign, and served as a judge on The X Factor. So again, just keep going, keep going, so, never I mean, stop. that is so much. All at once, just too many things going yeah. on. I mean, I think about, like, whenever I was working at Starbucks and teaching, and I'd be like, I'm so busy all the time. Like, I, I felt like a crazy person, so yeah. I can't imagine. But, however... In 2019, she took a step back from her career and checked into a mental health facility. It was reported that she checked in because of being unable to handle the decline in her father's health and that her medications had stopped working. And I don't think that's true. But again, the Stockholm Syndrome thing, like if she is really believing her dad's there for her and something happens to him with his health, you really, she might be like, the one person who's helping me is dying, you know, and start freaking out again. So... I read that she suffers from depression and bipolar disorder, which is what she was taking medication for or is taking medication for. I'm not positive on all that, but doctors had stated that the medication had lost its effect on her and is needed to be reevaluated. Or she was mixing and on other drugs from other doctors or friends or parents and it was... Or her dad really wasn't giving it to her. Yeah. Because that's what I fear is like her dad's meddling in her medications. Oh, I totally agree. Sorry. Or giving her too many of them. I know. Two. Or giving her other like. Oh, here's your medicine, but it's not. It's her medicine plus something else. Yeah. So around this time, the attorney that was on the um, conservatorship resigned, which left her dad as the sole conservator. The attorney wrote in court filings that the conservatorship is engaged in numerous ongoing business activities requiring immediate attention and that it was best he resign immediately. Otherwise, Britney Spears would suffer substantial, detrimental, irreparable harm and immediate danger. That is so ominous. It's so ominous. It's so scary to think that she's in an immediate danger I don't know. It's so, it's so creepy. But he also said that he had prevented the many hundreds of people working with Spears from giving her drugs and saving her from a financial crisis. The resignation might have been a sign that he disagreed with Spears' father on the conservatorship terms. But saving her from financial crisis, like, it makes me worry that because he was on it. Yeah. Her dad was like spending too much of her money or taking too much of her money and it was going to ruin her financially. Mm -hmm. So again, arguing with dad about the money, he's probably like, I got to get out of here. He's going to do something to Brittany. So in September of 2019, Brittany's dad stepped down from the conservatorship for health reasons. However, the move came right after Jamie Spears, her dad was accused of having an altercation with her son, Sean. Britney's ex, Kevin Federline, had filed a police report that led to a child abuse investigation. Charges weren't filed, but the children were granted a restraining order against Jamie Spears. And, of course, this really put a huge strain on her relationship with her kids. That's horrifying. So horrifying. And not very positive sounding. 
nope not at all like of course grandpa is gonna physically harm my children that's crazy so the custody agreement scales back the amount of time that she gets to spend with her sons because jamie lives with Brittany. i think so yeah okay because if he's restricting her visitors he must be there all the time this is just so bananas so bananas it seems like she's trapped in that house like i don't think she's allowed to go anywhere i mean i know it's quarantine but before but no, that even before quarantine i yeah. agree so Kevin Federline has 70% custody and Brittany gets to have them 30% unsupervised custodial rights. After the restraining order, her dad stepped down from controlling her personal life, but not the financial aspect. Oh, that's not surprising. Of course it's not surprising. He's like, yeah, of course you can have your friends over. What does he even need money for? Like she would give him money if he needed money. Maybe not. Maybe People get so greedy. Oh, my God. And it's and obviously they made her a child. Like, come on. Well, I'm like $59 million. You don't need to work anymore, honey. Like, I know. Take care of your mental health. Ugh, Check out. Go stay I at wish. a super snazzy mental health facility for as long as you want. Yeah, for the rest of your life. Get massages daily. Be great. Oh, my God. I want, I want my mental health here. <laughs> I can't afford that. Oh, sorry. Oh, wait, what? Uh. La da da, lost my spot. Brittany has never publicly commented on the Free Brittany movement. Her attorney told the Los Angeles Times last year that Britney Spears is part of the decision making process and has a say over the career choices that she makes. Doesn't really sound like she does, but. I mean, again, I think Britney is a performer and probably wants to perform and wants and all she's had all day is her medicine and a red bull she's gonna say yes yeah exactly like if they're telling her what a great opportunity this is and how much money this is like it wouldn't be hard to sway someone who's in intoxicated she's intoxicated um (laughs) intoxicate me now (laughs) oh you did it um sorry you gave me a thought and i forgot oh also if she is being trapped in her house the way it seems i mean you can only have like the biggest prettiest house in malibu you'd still be crazy um so yeah if you're trapped in a house and they're like hey you want to go on to las vegas for a four-year stint she'd be like yeah let me out of here like let's go because i can go do something i can be around people so anyways i guess we'll have to wait and find out until after this august 22nd hearing but that's this crazy situation for our girl Brittany. It's Brittany, bitch. It's Brittany, bitch. Um, I did get my information from today.com, news24.com, which I don't know if that's very reputable, <laughs> but a Wikipedia and a Washington Post article. Poor Brittany. I know. It makes me so sad. Well, we'll have to do an update. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm staying on top of this. I need to know. <laughs> I'm worried about her, truly. I, I know. No, I mean, even though it's not like I've been like a diehard fan of her music, since like I was 16 I still she's just one of those I I feel like every generation has this like cluster of musicians who impacted their childhood and that just happens to be one of mine and you did have all those lacy tops that looked like Britney Spears oh my god I loved that story I can't remember what it's called the mall like Mm -hmm. Charlotte Russe or something I bet no it was a fancier store oh I'm sorry it's where American Eagle is at Woodland Hills like I know where that is (laughs) oh the mall um, do you, have some, <laughs> do you have some tiny googs? I, I have one tiny goog. Okay, let's hear it. It's kind of long. I mean, it's not super long, but it's longer. 
So I've been watching this show called Say I Do on oh, Netflix. Oh, yes. And I basically watch it when I can. Mom had told me about it, and now I can't stop. It's Ugh. so good. It's, I kind of think that's how you are about a lot of TV shows. I know. Once you start, you can't stop. I like can't. Pringles. This show, Devin hasn't watched it with me, so I have to watch it whenever I get to sneak away, which could... <laughs> coronavirus you would leave your husband to watch this (laughs) no it's just when i have a moment alone which again coronavirus uh so that those that don't know what the show is a deserving couple selected to get a dream wedding thrown for them by a dream team i want it i I don't even want to i don't want to get married but i just want this dream wedding you would want this i know (laughs) uh the food coordinator who meets with them to talk about kind of food they like and what foods they absolutely hate or allergic to is (laughs) is gabriella britticini Gabriella britticini he is an incredibly attractive italian chef He's 34 years old. Ooh, baby, give me that Italian food. (laughs) And uh, on one of the episodes, he's consulting with the groom about what kind of food they should prepare. And he's talking about some personal issues with Gabriella. And he, Gabriella is very open with him and talks about how he is HIV positive. Oh. And... I just think that in 2020, there is still a huge stigma in society about HIV. Totally. I feel like it was brought to the forefront, you know, being gay and LGBTQ is very m- much more accepting Definitely. now in society. But there's still this weird underlying thing where, like, I don't feel like anyone talks about HIV. And I honestly, like, I don't even feel like there's been a lot of safe sex conversations. No. So I just think it's a really important moment when people in the spotlight are willing to share these types of stories with themselves because it's still prevalent. Like, it's still happening. Yeah. And it happens in a lot of communities not just gay communities like some people would think i heard a thing that was talking about um it was hitting minority women really hard because their boyfriends were going to prison Mm -hmm. contracting it and then transmitting it it to Mm -hmm. their girlfriends or wives so i just think whenever i hear someone famous or someone on tv talk about it i'm just like applauding them i think it's a really brave act and an important act definitely um so this is a little bit of a rabbit hole but i was like wait what happens when you get in a relationship with someone hiv positive and you want to have sex like obviously i knew you could have sex i just didn't know what kind of precautions Precautions, there were you know and so i felt kind of stupid or ignorant even thinking this and then i was like you know what if i'm wondering i'm sure other people have wondered yeah and i i think it's important to know educate us yeah so um if you get into a relationship with someone who's hiv positive and you're hiv negative that's called a mixed status relationship and it, there are lots of ways to prevent HIV now, and it's becoming easier. So there is a pill called PrEP. Okay. And it's basically HIV medication okay. that p- positives take, but it's for the negative person. Okay. And I think 
you take it before you have sex. So then if any of the virus is transmitted into you, that medication is already in you and going to attack the virus. Wow, that's so it incredible. cannot be transmitted. Science! I know. Oh my God, I, that's incredible. I feel like medicine is so slow at times and then you start digging into certain things and you're like, wow, but why can't you fix my migraines? Anyways. Medic- Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. So essentially, if you take this drug prep and you're in a mixed sass relationship and you use a condom, you can virtually eliminate the risk of contracting HIV. That's amazing. It really is. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my, that's a longer rabbit hole, but I just got into it or not a longer rabbit hole, <laughs> a longer tiny goog. Um, but I just started looking at it and I was like, you know what, maybe I should talk about safe sex. Well, and I think it's really cool too, because I think if you're in a mixed status, is that right? Mm-hmm. If you're in a mixed status relationship, you're already um, super comfortable with your partner and very open with them that they know you're HIV positive. I mean, I think if you're HIV positive, that's probably the first thing you have to tell somebody you're interested in. Um, but for them to accept them, want to pursue the relationship, it gives them that chance to then be intimate and physical and not have to worry about passing it along. Yeah, I don't I don't know. So I got my information from a website called um website.com avert.org. I'm sorry, we say it again. avert.org. Okay. I was looking for a website that had more information that was more So of course everything that came up was like the CDC and like the who you know i was like okay like i don't want to i don't know what it is you want to know about prevention i want to know like if i had hiv what would i do yeah what would my life look like you know and so avert.org was a lot more the facts still but about how you live your life that's really cool yeah so i recommend that website if you have any questions good so yeah awesome all All right condom always always (laughs) always cannot stress it enough um sorry uh so i have a tiny goog and um what's been going on in my life as a teacher and a mom is that we've been discussing schools reopening in the fall Mm -hmm. it's a hot topic at the moment if you have a child in, in any way of your life um and live in a place like oklahoma Oh, state. Um, so it's just obviously been a big worry on my mind. Yeah. And I've been trying to keep up to date and informed without going completely crazy. I even today got another message from a parent asking me what's going on. I'm like, I know as much as you do. So stop asking me because I want to answer. My well, natural inclination is to have an answer for them, but I have no answer. So I'm just like, I'm on the same page as you, my friend, just stick with me enjoy july that's all i can tell you yeah so because it is a waiting game right now it's just a waiting game if everyone will wear their masks exactly uh basically i keep saying um i'm very sorry basically the biggest thing i am taking away from my research is that we can reopen schools if there is a reduced level of infection in the community Right now, in oklahoma and in tulsa specifically we do not have the numbers that would be low enough to reopen, in my opinion, and in the opinion of medical scientists and doctors. <laughs> uh, another research also said that we may need to consider closing restaurants and bars and things like that 
to help us reduce that level of infection in the community. It takes all of us working as a team, all of us wearing our masks and washing our hands and taking every single precaution we can so that this can happen. So if you're listening and you would like for your child to start school in person and not virtually, put on masks right this minute. Just wear it around your house. Get used to it. Just never take it off, okay? (laughs) Just only to brush your teeth because it's going to get smelly in there. (laughs) So... Seriously, though. So, but our state superintendent, Joy Hoffmeister, she has even said the only re- um, the only way we are reopening the school buildings in the fall is if everybody wears a mask. So, even if sweet coronavirus-ridden Governor Stitt doesn't wear one and doesn't put a mask mandate, just pretend like he has and wear your mask. So, that's my big tiny goog. My big tiny. <laughs> That's a big tiny. Yeah, it is. I only have one. It's a pack tiny. I only have one other smaller goog. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Sorry. Let's end on a, a high. On a high. This is, this is a medium high. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't real high, but I did the weirdest goog this week, and I looked up all the middle names for Harry Potter characters. <laughs> and I want to just say real fast that I'm not weird for thinking it. The people who have put lists together on the internet are the weirdos. I love you all. You're not weird to me. I'm just joking. Because I love knowing middle names so much. So I'm going to tell you a few. Okay. Do you want to know or should we just go ahead and end this? I want to know. (laughs) Just do the top three characters. Top three. Harry James Potter. A good classic name. Strong name named after his dad. Ron is Ronald Billius Weasley. Billius. Billius. I know. I thought I'm using that name for a cat or something. And then you can call him Bill for sure. I know. I'm Bill. Bill the cat. That's so cute. Okay. I'm getting a cat. Sorry, Banjo. Banjo and Bill. (laughs) (laughs) It has to be Orange Cat. Uh, I want an Orange Cat. And Ron. And Ron. And then I want to get a gray cat named Theon from Game of Thrones. So I'll have Ron and Theon. Oh, not Ron. But that Bill. sounds good, too. I'll just name him Ronald Billius Weasley and call him whatever to match the other animal. This has gone on too far. And, of course, Hermione. We can't forget her because she's the best. Um, Hermione Jean Granger. Aw, that's a cute name. I love Harry Potter a little too much. I know. So don't at me about J.K. Rowling right now. Cancel culture. I know. I Don't, know. Okay, we, we got to say goodbye before we dive into that one. We cannot dive into that one. Okay, we love you. Bye. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this because I did. And um, what what are we doing it to the... Oh, a Britney? Okay. We already did Toxic, so maybe um, we should do I'm a Slavery or um, Baby One More Time. Okay. Goodbye, goodbye one more time. time. Oh, I kind of, we sounded good. Okay, Okay. let's try one more time. Goodbye Goodbye one more time. time.